2: West well, Wes Rucker covers Tennessee making the big interview.
1: Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parrish Show Big Interview on 92.9 FM ESPN.
2: So, Wes, I know Tennessee was a slight favorite in Baton Rouge, but still I think it was a little surprising to watch them go down there, jump to a 13-0 lead, and really dominate from start to finish. I say surprising, at least from an outsider's perspective. Were you surprised at all at the way the Vols handled LSU? No problem.
0: In a word, yes, <laughs> I was. I, 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 picked them to win, but I, I, I just, you know, you know how that stadium is, and uh, you know, LSU had won four games in a row and was playing, just finding a way to win, and in that environment, that that's always a tough place to go. I didn't expect them to, to win like that, especially without Cedric Tillman. But at some point, we're going to have to recalibrate our sort of expectations and uh, of what this team can be and belief of what this team is because it just kind of keeps being good.
2: Balls are 5-0. and They've beaten Florida, Pitt, LSU. They're now ranked sixth in the AP poll, which is the highest ranking in the AP poll for UT since 2005. That's back when Phil Former was still the head coach. How has – Josh Heupel done what Lane Kiffin, Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, and Jeremy Pruitt could not do.
0: Well, I think there's a couple reasons for for that, Gary. I, I think it it really starts with with culture, and and I think that word's used a lot, and and it's kind of a cliche. And I sort of roll my eyes when coaches come in and say it's all about culture. But but with these guys, it it kind of has been. You know they. They keep good vibes. Um, they, they, they know what they're doing. They know what they are and what they aren't. They they play to the, the strengths they have. They try to minimize the weaknesses they have. And, and they've got a dynamic quarterback, and they've got a really fun offense that the SEC hasn't fully adjusted to yet. So I, I, I think it, it starts with a lot of things, but really it starts with sort of you know, the, they're all kind of singing off the same hymn sheet in that program, and it's been a long time since that's happened.
2: Hypo obviously, at Central Florida, uh, inherited a program that had gone undefeated. Um, by the time he left there in his final year, UCF was 6-4, and and, four. and I know that these uh, stories are always more complicated than just stating records, but it had gone slightly the wrong direction since he took over, and yet he gets the Tennessee job anyway, Obviously, he's a popular hire now. Was he a popular hire on the day it was announced?
0: It's tough to say. That's a bit of a coin flip, honestly. I mean, there's a lot of people who are going to get in line pretty much with no matter who it is until the guy goes out there and proves that he's not very good, they're going to be behind him, and then you got people who are naturally skeptical, and they're going to be cynical of no matter who you hire. I mean, you could resurrect Bear Bryant, they'd be like, "Oh no, he never beat Neyland." You know, I mean, you got those <laughs> types, but but then I think with most people, they were sort of up in the air about it. I, I think they were like, "Okay, at least this guy puts points on the board." And, and this situation being what it is right now, with the investigation and with all the players leaving through the portal, getting anyone to come in here who's a pretty who, who's at least a potentially good head coach feels kind of like a win so i mean i think more people were probably in wait and see mode than anything else but it certainly wasn't like a unanimously praised hire and and i was kind of on the fence about it too i said listen i know where you are right now so i get why you have to do this but is this a sexy thing that's going to move everybody from day one no it's not but here we are
2: I'm talking to Wes Rucker from Go Falls 247. He's on Twitter at Wes Rucker 247. I believe I I saw or read a press conference clip where um, Josh Heupel uh, mentioned you by name. So he seems to have relationships with the media. How is he to deal with on a daily basis?
0: Uh, To be honest, if it's off the record, he's a really pleasant guy uh, for the most part. He's you know, this is a guy who's from uh, from rural South Dakota. He's from a small town South Dakota. He went to a couple of small junior colleges, then to Norman, Oklahoma. He, he, it's not like this is Mr. Hollywood. You know, he's just kind of a regular old sort of Midwestern dude. If he came up and sat next to you like at a bar or at, you know, a restaurant and sat there and had dinner with you, you, you wouldn't think anything of it. I mean, and neither would he. He's just that kind of a guy. On the record, uh, i believe he is intentionally and maliciously boring <laughs> and uh, i've i've been I've, I've made comments to this end um, but they have gone uh, unresponded to uh, there's been no adjustments made i think uh, he is gonna let the football speak for itself that's sort of what he wants and and the vibes they've got going right now they're not changing the damn thing so i i think uh, he's fine to deal with i mean yeah i've never the dude had not lied to me. The, the dude's been pleasant to deal with. He's accessible. You get what you what you need most of the time, but he's he's not going to go up there at a press conference and be exciting or, or be entertaining. He just he wants to let the football do
2: the talking. Obviously, you've been on this beat for a long time. You've really seen some ups and downs and, and wild twists and turns. What's it like covering uh, what looks like? I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but certainly people are going to talk this way this weekend. If they upset Alabama, this might be a real national championship contender. Yeah, you know, it's so
0: weird because I, I always thought, and I said, Gary, for years, that if you just come to Tennessee and do the job right, you're going to be okay. You just have to come here and do the job and be good at it, and all of a sudden all the things that this program has built in to succeed are going to succeed. You just have to go in there and do it do it right, and, and I think he's doing that. Now, this is at least two years before I thought it was possible. Uh, I didn't think last year's team, when he got here that first January and that first spring, he had a long snapper taking reps at linebacker in, in preseason. And that's where things were that first spring. It was the worst I've ever seen. I didn't think it could even be a bowl team. And then last year, a couple the ball bounces one play differently, you know, and, and in three games, there may be a 10-win team. It's, it's kind of crazy, and, and now they are what they are, and you know, there's still a talent gap between those top four teams and the rest of the college football. There's no question about it. Anyone who says otherwise is, is foolish. There are four or five teams who have more than everybody else. But the way Tennessee plays offense, they're not – they scare you no matter what because they, they just put they're, – they're lethal offensively. And if they just do enough defensively, they can beat you. And so that, that is fascinating to me because I just never thought this is the second year in a row that this team to this point has been infinitely better than I thought it would be, and I think at some point you have to stop calling that a coincidence.
2: Talking to Wes Rucker from Go 2470s He's on Twitter at WesRucker247. So the star of the team is Hendon Hooker, the quarterback who began his career at Virginia Tech. He's now in his second season with Tennessee, completing 70% of his passes. He's thrown 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. What's been the key to him developing into – you know, a possible All-American slash Heisman candidate. Yeah, you know, I think since he,
0: since he got named Tennessee starting quarterback last year, I think he's, got, he's accounted for more than 50 touchdowns and has two interceptions. Wow. I mean, that, that's just stupid. It's just stupid. The things he's doing, uh, you should not be able to do, and he's doing them. And, you know, I, I still don't know what kind of an NFL prospect he is. Some people still have him, you know, barely top ten for QBs in this class, and, and that's one thing. But in terms of what you want, and that's another topic for another day. But in terms of what you want a college quarterback to do, in this system especially, you can't do it better than he's doing it. You, you just you can. And I think it helps a few things. One, I think of college kids as kids, especially the older I get. They just kind of feel like kids to me. Kendrick Hooker's a 24-year-old man. That's a young man. I mean, he, he's almost getting cheaper rental cars now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's, his his car insurance is about to go down. That's how old this kid is. And, and so I think his maturity, his level-headed approach to things, when you're quarterback is your best player. And when your quarterback's your hardest worker, uh, that, that helps your program a lot. I mean, it's especially these days, football, look at the NFL too. You're not going to find many good teams. They don't have really good quarterbacks. It's just not the way the game's played anymore. And he's really good. He's really, really good. He's dangerous with his arm, with his legs. And, uh, he's a really mature kid too. It's, It's they've got a good situation there, and I think uh, he's he's just he fits this offense exactly like you'd want a quarterback to fit it.
2: So let's look ahead, two thirty central on Saturday, CBS number three Alabama undefeated at number six Tennessee also undefeated. Do we expect Bryce Young to be at quarterback for the Crimson Tide?
0: I'm leaning toward yes, but I really don't know. It kind of depends. There's some 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 mixed signals. Coming from down there, and and you you could call you know uh, uh, fifty people who probably give you more insight into what's going on in Tuscaloosa than I could. I just know a little bit, but I do know a few people down there, and and they are sort of up in the air about it because you know you're talking about a really big NFL prospect too, and, and the, in a draft year, and and I, I don't know. With his shoulder, how much they want to push it. I think maybe the family could be involved a little bit too. There's a lot of moving pieces there. I think the kid probably wants to play, um, but at the same time, Tennessee's defensive line is pretty good. Like Tennessee's secondary, they got some problems there. Uh, the, the the front four, they got a lot of guys there that are pretty good, and they're going to put some hits on you. And, and they've hurt, they've knocked a couple quarterbacks out of games already this year. So even if he does play, is he not 100%? I, 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 do you want to do that? Um, there's probably a complicated answer there, but if you're going to put put a gun to my head and say, is he going to play, I would say yes, but I wouldn't put a lot of money on it.
2: CBS stage in the afternoon, in the morning, it's ESPN's College Game Day live from Knoxville. This is going to be the biggest game inside Neyland Stadium since you fill in the blank. Uh, maybe 1998 Arkansas. Wow maybe i mean that was what number 1
0: versus number 6 or number 1 versus number, whatever it was that was a big one i mean there've been some great atmospheres you you've played some top 10 teams there you know you had rank uh oklahoma maybe 6 years ago was a big one florida 6 years ago was a, was a pretty big one but um you know and florida this year was a big one but but you're talking about two top 6 teams nationally i mean that's that's not happened in a game here at Neyland in a long time i mean, i i, I would I, I don't want to assume But maybe 98, Arkansas, in terms of the the significance of it. And and I'll tell you, even if Tennessee loses that game, you know, you've still got a chance to go to Georgia and play later in the year, and that's going to be an enormous game. And if Tennessee wins this game, if that somehow happens, my God, that Georgia game is going to be enormous. So, yeah, it's, you know, Tennessee for years has just had to beat Florida, and then these games start coming a lot more interesting, and you're finding out this year why that's the case and why when Tennessee's pretty good, the college football complexion starts to change a little bit.
2: Wrapping up here with Wes Rucker from Go Vols 247. Last thing before I let you go, it, it wasn't a perfect weekend in Knoxville, and that's because starting safety, uh, Jalen McCullough, was arrested yesterday mm-hmm. on a charge of aggravated felony assault. It's an odd story that features – I think I've got this right. A drunk man accidentally walking into an apartment Jordan McCullough was occupying and a fight ensued. What more can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, I can tell you that it's weird, and I'm a little bit surprised looking at the incident report that it's a felony charge on there, to be honest with you. I mean, And and I don't see uh, uh, any breaking and entering charges or trespassing charges for the guy who was allegedly intoxicated and walked into the wrong apartment. Um, you know that and started the incident. So I, I, I that there's a lot of things there. Any time a kid gets in trouble, I always say, listen, let's let some facts come out. This doesn't look good, but let's you know let, there's a there's a system for a reason. Let's let's go there. But sometimes if we're being honest, we say that when we know, yeah, this kid did something really bad. I'm a little confused on this one, Gary. I really am, and especially because McCullough um, is by all accounts and has been for four years one of the best young men in that program. I, I, if you could make me, if I could make you a list, he would be probably in the bottom five of like guys I would expect to ever be involved with an incident like this. And I know he was with his girlfriend. They were at her apartment. Someone accidentally walks in drunkenly, thinking he's at his friend's apartment. Knocks on the door. Nobody answers. He just walks in. And then there's an incident. And then there's some talking. And then outside the apartment is where the punch was allegedly thrown. And then the guy falls down the stairs. So I, there's a lot going on there. I suspect there's something we don't know. But I, I think it's really telling, Gary, that Tennessee has not announced – they've not said he's indefinitely suspended while we're looking at this. They've not said anything. The only thing they've said is we're collecting facts. So there's not even a boilerplate he's he's suspended while we look into this. They haven't said that to my knowledge yet. So it's a weird situation, but knowing this kid, I, I think we might need to wait and hear more.
2: That is Wes Rucker from Govols 247. Make sure you're reading him there. Follow him on Twitter at Wes Rucker247. Terrific stuff as always, buddy. I appreciate your time. No problem, man. Hope you all are having a good one over there. Yeah, you too. Take care. That's Wes Rucker from GoVols247. We get it. Attention spans
1: just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?